I I had uh, co-best men at my wedding. One of them I'm not even friends with anymore. It makes sense. Not friend. Didn't keep the wife, so why keep the the rest of the wedding party? Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, but they, they actually both of them like with even with the, their powers combined, they they actually did very little. I feel like I've thrown like boys' night out parties better than these guys did. Why'd you do it? You're prepared for a giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe? How do you plan for that? Uh, lucky guess. I don't know what part that is, because I don't give a fuck about trains. There's whipped cream where we're going, boys. An icosahedron. Icosahedron yeah. every day. Sometimes <laughs> twice a day. Welcome back, humans, to episode 50 of Alphanumerica Reboot Podcast, the world's foremost reboot podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Lady Glitch. And I'm the second hostess with slightly less mostest, NeoCal. And I may or may not be the copy of Christopher Siege. Ooh. Ooh. It depends. Um, give you, give me something you, to think about there. Can you read this game that we're in currently? Uh, the, this game that we're in currently, this, um, you mean this... What is what is what is the, the, the game of life? Or are we talking about this rap game? Or are we talking about uh, it's time to play the game, and uh, fucking Triple H like comes it's to the It's time room. to play the game. That was hype, man. <laughs> when he went by the game, you're yeah. kind of going through your own the game phase right now. <laughs> Uh, am I with the siege? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, that's something. Uh, uh, my my gimmick, uh, my 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 Christopher Siege gimmick was uh, was starting to get stale. So I, I I knocked heads with creative a little bit, and we decided to like bring back an old gimmick from like the Attitude Era. You know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley only like has a certain ring to it a certain hundred or two times. I guess I guess I was going by the siege during the the ruthless aggression era. We don't talk about that. <laughs> oh no, that no sh- shit, man. The ruthless aggression era was fucking great. That was like like the what was it? The SmackDown Six, uh, like uh, Kurt Angle and like Edge and Eddie Guerrero and it's yeah, that was that was a and that was like the rise of like fucking Bork Laser and John Cena and. No, that was that was a the post attitude era of WWE was pretty great. Um, right as like John Cena and you know what I had such weird mixed feelings about Eddie Guerrero. I'd be like, man, this guy's great, and then like a couple of weeks go by, and I'm like, fuck this guy, Latino heat. Um, the I I was never super into Eddie Guerrero, honestly, but I. I can't deny that he he was uh, truly one of the greats. So uh, rip and rip and peace, Eddie. We we know you're listening up there in heaven. Yeah, rip and peace. And that's <laughs> when I started falling falling off the wagon on the wagon, falling off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Wrestling. You you fell off the wagon and started uh, started uh, drinking 
drinking the Kool-Aid from from real sports. Started drinking uh, the Kool-Aid from Call of Duty ah. and other competitive. Oh, man, I can't believe. Yes, I, I played a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, Black just... Ops, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, it was after like Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, you know, like they, they kind of peaked there. And after that, you're like, well, you know what? Uh, time to move on to Call of Duty. I guess my I guess my work, my time here with uh, pro wrestling is done. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I didn't hold on. Should have just kept holding on. Uh, yeah, we're we're already like kind of off the rails here. So, uh, uh, lady, oh, right. lady Glitch. Welcome to episode 15 yeah, of our <laughs> WWE podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Lady Glitch, what are we talking about this week? So we are talking about the penultimate episode that was published of season four that we know of. Um, in the States down here, it's episode seven. It's called Nullbot of the Bride. Um, up there in Canada, as I understand, it was split into two movies of four episodes apiece. And this is the, I guess, the beginning of the second hour-ish of the second movie. Around 45 minutes or so in, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, uh, in the US and A, aired in, uh, on November 23rd. 2001 and in canada as part of the second movie my two bobs aired on november 25th 2001 oh shit exclusivity (laughs) yes yeah only only a two-day exclusivity (laughs) uh so the gist of this episode people getting married yeah they are but a lot happens in the second half Uh, peop- uh, a lot happens in this episode in general. Um, I'm going to reveal a, a very, very little known fact about the siege here, but uh, I actually really like weddings. Aww. Um, and that's that's not something that I ever talk about very much, but I really like <laughs> weddings. I tend to like wedding episodes of things. I like movies centered around weddings. Like, like uh, I knew. I knew. <laughs> but I've also can- known siege for... <laughs> Well, and Cal, Cal uh, you, you, around there, sure. Um, about that, yeah, pretty close. 14? Yeah, 14, yeah. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> um, close enough, damn it. And like, yeah, yeah. And one of, like, one of my, uh, one of my favorite comedies of, at this point, all time, but it's definitely one of the best comedies of the 21st century thus far and i i know we've talked about it on this podcast specifically but uh i love you man starring paul rudd and jason siegel and that movie ends with a fucking wedding the plot is the the like the plot is predicated on the fact that the main that the protagonist of the film is getting married so like lot lot lots of weddings involved with that film and yeah i just i like i like weddings i like media involving weddings on paper, that movie is nothing special, but uh, it goes to show sometimes the cast completely. <laughs> no, it's an immensely formulaic buddy movie. Yeah, like Stru- I, like stru- on paper, you're like, eh. Structure, uh, st- structurally, it is a like very one, two, three, by the numbers buddy movie. Uh, but, and you know what? They they do it well, so that that's fine that they don't, they don't need to reinvent the wheel with it. And much like this episode, um, what was it? It was last episode, last episode of Alpha Numeric or the one before. I was like, I kind of can see what's going to happen here. 
-hmm. But let's... I object. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, even down to the little detail of, we're talking about this episode, like anyway, of who the imposter may be, because who else could it be? Right, at this point. Megabyte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. the, the episode opens with Dot uh, hmm. be, being like fitted for a dress. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool day at the dress shop. It's great. Yeah, and she's got uh, Mouse there. Mouse is finally like in person in this movie. Mm -hmm. And not just through a vid window. <laughs> Although it would have been a pretty funny meme at this point if she was in the dressing like rooms mm -hmm. and still just a vid window. Just for Still. no fucking reason. <laughs> Still, see that would have been a great met, like kind of a great meta joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, in re like in reference to the fact that like a lot of the times in sitcoms in particular, and they like to poke fun at sitcoms in this show. Yeah. Um, a very common thing was if you would see like like if an actor was unavailable or whatever, like you would see characters talking to them on the phone a lot and they would talk about the character but you would never actually see them on screen or if you saw them on screen it would always be like uh uh like just like a cutaway like like or like uh archive footage or something like that yeah. so that would would have actually been a funny gag if like in, in this it in, in this scene mouse was just still just on a vid window the rest of the the show just keep her in vid windows for no reason and every once in a while just put ray tracer like video bombing them. <laughs> and just fucking around in the back speaking yeah. of fucking around um so we got andrea is here too and there are uh all like in this like fitting room uh that's like surrounded by curtains and uh cecil is trying to get in but they're trying to they're trying yeah. to stop him, and I don't really understand why. Yeah, he's, he's the gay he's the gay best friend, though. But he's like, I'm the wedding planner. I go as where I please. Yeah, they're like Cecil. No, you you can't. Uh, and then they're like, as he likes trying to get in, they're like, uh, quick, hide the bride. Mm -hmm. But it's only and the groom. Yeah, right. That's where I was going with this. Like, it's it's bad luck if the groom seems sees the bride before the uh, the ceremony. But Doesn't matter who else does. Yeah, or, where are they... or maybe he wanted to not have him see what dress 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 potentials that she could potentially download. But he's the wedding planner. Oh, I yeah. met Bob. Because uh, Bob's there too. Yeah, but they're trying to stop Cecil. Yeah, yeah. Bob is trying to stop Cecil. Yeah, but you never know. Bob could be sneaky. He could be curious. <laughs> yeah, because he's the wedding planner. It's like the table runners and like the flower decor is also based on the wedding dress. Like if anybody <laughs> is around. Also, we had joked in like season one. It's just like, oh, his icon. It's rainbow. Ha <laughs> ha. He's he's the LGBT representation. But yeah. then later we were like, or it's because he's based on this type of old Mac. But we're like, mm -hmm. no, Christopher Siege. I uh, was like, no, 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 no. I <laughs> he's no. the LGBT representation, and I don't care <laughs> what uh, model of Mac he's based off of. And yeah, then yeah. here, I, I maintained that. I I think I brought that up like within the first in within the first season of this show, and I've maintained that ever since. Okay. And um, well, 
it's stereotype it's a stereotype but i mean he's the wedding planner yeah. <laughs> in this and uh and um for i'd say for better not for better or worse um like you know gay guys are known for fashion um uh, being able uh decor being tidy and so he's like fitting into this like uh stereotype where like he is amazing at like planning and like all of the above so i'm like yeah good and there's even something let me tell you um uh, speaking as someone who uh, falls into the the LGBT uh, round of things, uh, sphere of things, um, that uh, I, I have known uh, many a gay man who do not uh, fit into any of that. <laughs> Sorry, media friendly. Yes, gay yes. image. There, there we. <laughs> the uh, the. Um... The, the the will and grace or like queer eye for the straight guy there you go where all of them are pr- 10 out of 10 hygiene immaculate always and, camera ready <laughs> and completely fabulous and completely fabulous making the rest of us look bad <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sp- i don't sp- know the mystery here i don't know why they're trying to stop cecil i don't know either but uh so oh, shit, uh, she pulls a katana on him yeah, a little baby katana. Well, because he he can't figure out how to get through the curtain, and if I recall correctly, she slices the curtain open mm-hmm. to to let him in. Yep. Um, and so, oh right, he's outraged that they want to have it in the principal office. Yeah, yeah, the wardrobe uh, specifically. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. So uh, they're they're talking about the um, if I remember correctly, he meant he says the reception, which um. What he's actually talking about planning here is the ceremony, not the reception. Um, yeah. I say that, uh, listeners, I have been married before. So I, I... I think Siege has the most experience in getting married. I've been engaged <laughs> twice, and I have never hit the dress shopping stage. So I'm a little jealous of Dot right now. Uh, yeah, well, it, uh, indeed, she ends up actually... Like, I was surprised when we actually get the unveiling of her uh, in her dress. Like, she actually does look great. So prop to the to the animators. I... Oh, man. It's everything I wanted. <laughs> and more. Well, he everything I wanted... <laughs> everything I wanted would have been Hex as one of the bridesmaids, but I can't get everything I want. True. Uh... So so yeah so they they're they want to get married uh they want to have the ceremony not the reception the re- listeners the ceremony is the like here comes the bride da 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 part uh I'm sure most people know this but whatever The reception is when everybody leaves and goes to a big ass hall where they eat and do the toast Yeah and dance. do the toast and <laughs> dance and get really drunk and like give like uh, awkward speeches and uh, uh, inevitably like someone gets blackout drunk at the end of the night and has to be like dragged out by like six other people who are also quite smashed but not quite as smashed as he is uh, I'm, I'm speaking from experience I've been that guy dude, I've, been, dude. I've been both sides of that before dude dude you're, 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 you're drunk give me your keys <laughs> I'm not, no I'm not man I drive better when I'm drunk no man Give me your kids. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, I'm just like, 
Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Let's play some crazy taxi. <laughs> uh, Did you tell that we were talking about crazy taxi in arcades? Uh, well, that was in the preamble, actually, for on Patreon. So that wasn't part of the episode. So, yeah, listeners, uh, go check out the, the preamble for uh, this uh, episode. We talked, uh, uh, well, we talked about uh, arcades. Uh, and if there should or shouldn't be alcohol in them. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know uh, our, if you want to hear our spicy takes on that, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash lasercomb. Um, it's like a shot of fireball right in your mouth. <laughs> but less uh, expensive. But less expensive. Uh, uh, no, 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 you no. You said fireball. <laughs> Fireball, Fireball is pretty damn cheap stuff. That's why, like, we all drank it when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, man. Me in my 30s trying to take a drink of that. Mm. Uh, memories, ch tastes change, people. I will do, I will do Fireball only if it's chilled. And every once in a while. Chilled? I've never yeah. heard of it being chilled. Oh, yeah. It's the thing we do down here in the States. Hmm. Trust me, it tastes a lot better. And it goes down way smoother. See, uh, me being a teenager and like getting like crunk off of Fireball with my uh, with my friends, it was always just us like passing the Mickey around to each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just as soon as we were, like, as soon as we managed to like convince someone to uh, like boot for us, usually it was some guy who was our some like dude, some like alcoholic in his forties who was already like half cut. We're just like, hey man, will you boot for us? And he'll be like, sure. There you go. And then he only if I can party with you guys. <laughs> and that that did actually happen a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, or it was like, uh, oh, I'll, uh, uh, what? A, yeah, I'll get you a, like a two six. Uh, a two six is what we in Canada call a fifth, because it's twenty six ounces. Uh, mm -hmm. But in the States, uh, it's known as a fifth. But but yeah, he'll be like, yeah, I'll grab you a two six of like uh, of Southern comfort, but I'll, I'll keep the change. Who's so bro? Uh, yeah, I fucking hate Southern comfort, but I had friend, a bunch of my friends really liked it. I have grown adult friends that like it now. I, I don't even know what that is, but I, I remember... Uh, Grown adult friends? <laughs> uh, well, I don't even know what it means to be a grown adult, so... You're yeah, that's right, I say, wearing <laughs> a Transformers <laughs> podcast t-shirt and a Dragon Ball Z hat. <laughs> Wear, wearing his own podcast t-shirt, ladies and Ooh, gentlemen. Ooh, the cringiest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say as I have like two alphanumeric shirts and a too much energon shirt of my own. <laughs> and I plan to get a laser comb podcast shirt eventually. Hell yeah. Yeah. For next I Christmas. I don't remember what we shirt, were talking T-shirts for everyone next Weddings. Christmas. Something about Bob. <laughs> there, something there's about something about Bob. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, see, uh, Cecil is like getting all pissy about the fact that they want to have the ceremony in the war room and Bob and Dot are like are like oh well uh, you know this place like has a lot of meaning to us like a lot of memories here and Cecil is like memories of deletion 
Um, and so the place that he picks, and I'm compl- a hundo on his side here, the place he picks is the, the hall of the principal office, the main hall that has the, like, Greek White marble act- and gold. That has the, the Greek action and FAB rooms <laughs> in it. Um, and it makes I mean, you, and they're like, oh, what, here, really? And I'm like, th- does this everyone is- else have no taste? Th- th- like, this is literally the perfect, most perfect place to have a wedding ceremony in all of in all of mainframe, is this room. And they're like, it's- hmm, geez, I don't know. And it's like, what? yeah. <laughs> but these are these are people that wear like the same outfit like every day. Right. So what, what do they know? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, Glitch Bob is still wearing his like dirty ass like Web Riders uniform that he's when he had. comes out. <laughs> Yeah, when when he separates from Glitch later on, he's still wearing his like underneath his Glitch armor. He was still wearing that dirty ass like melt degraded, half degraded by the web like version of his Guardian uniform. So presumably he's had that thing that shit on for years now. Yeah, it was like, how come he's wearing that? And I'm like, oh, Glitch Bob, it just like went over him. Yeah. So I, homie's gonna need a shower. <laughs> I did appreciate the continuity there, though. Also, I really like the the web the web uh, version of his uniform. That's your that's your favorite Bob outfit. Yeah. So, just in case we weren't sure who the gay characters were on the show, um, Rollerblade guy, Roller Boy, Roller, Roller. Boy, um, also works at the the tux and um, dress shop. Yeah, yeah, he's hey, a. Sure. He he's apparently a tailor, and he's trying to. Uh, uh, he, he's like taking uh, Matrix's measurements, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not even. It doesn't even pretend to be weird about that. Or, or sorry, does it doesn't even pretend to be like not pervy about it. He's like, stay still, silly. I need to see your how big your measurements are. And I'm like, what the fuck, show. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's quite gay panic. It, it's gay panic humor, but I don't know. Whatever. I thought it was funny. It, it doesn't linger on it too long. I, I think it's I think it's yeah. fine. The wheels and over the, to Hack Flash's area. He's like, how are you guys doing over here? You hear Hack like girly screaming. That was funny. I was like, who's screaming in there? And then Hack and Slash come out and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rollerboy comes out. He's like, suit yourselves. Come out when you're ready. Take that as you will. They, 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 uh. Well, come out when you're ready. That that made me chuckle. <laughs> I, I laughed at that. It's like, well, come out whenever you're ready. And I'm like, thanks. It's. It, I feel like the show is a little ahead of... We've, uh, we've all said this like 20 times, so I'm not going to linger on it. But I feel like the show is... It knows what it is, it is and it's comfortable with itself. And making the the jokes that it does, and I feel like it's a little ahead of its time. Like I can't, I can't even think of any other animated show that is like blatant about this stuff. And not in a mocking way. You can find it a plenty. You could find ton of like jokes targeting gay stereotypes, mm-hmm. but I feel like the joke isn't. Um, the LGBT characters are part of the joke rather than the. The brunt, the brunt of the joke. joke. The br- the blunt of the joke. I said brunt. B-R-U-N. I said I said blunt or <laughs> the the brunt of the joke. 
Man, I'm man. This this shit's gonna be so funny, dude. I'm gonna light the 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 blunt of this joke up and smoke a a big old fat one. <laughs> he said, "Come out when you're ready." <laughs> uh, I Matrix emerges and he is like, "I feel stupid." And Rollerboard is like, "But you look good enough to eat." Yeah, because Matrix is wearing a tux. Yeah, and I agree. And then he does something, and again, one would think I would go, "Fuck yeah!" Because I'm usually all about him being a stupid, edgy dude, right? Mm -hmm. Don't like the sleeveless look, and this is from somebody that wears tank tops like Mm -hmm. nine months of of the year. Yeah, I was like, dude, did you just rip the tux arms off? Yeah, like I don't know how much money you have, dude, but I don't think Renegade is is up there. (laughs) <laughs> as far as salaries go yeah i i am a person who does it like i dress very casually all the time i wear jeans or cargo pants and t-shirts usually with like bands or cartoon characters or the xbox logo or what I, if you watch all of our podcasts you've seen like half the tv shirts i own or t t-shirts that i own because uh I have favorites, and my favorites are the ones that I tend to wear on air most of the time. We cycle uh, through like five shirts, man. <laughs> right now, I'm wearing my Pusheen shirt. Aww. Oh, there we go. No. <laughs> I don't wear this one t- on air. Too I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't recall yeah, it's been that, a while one. Since that one. Um, yeah, I'm wearing my Athleisure Chicago Marathon jacket. So but, I, uh, I, try to look, I try to look a little put together on screen because I just want to look good. So. But but That's so, right. but but so like I'm a jeans and a branded T-shirt and like a hoodie, and bandana or baseball cap kind of guy. But um, for something like a wedding, you dress the fuck up for that. That's like, why it was like you don't rip, you, know, you don't I... rip the sleeves off. You wear a nice like very nice suit or a nice tux. Um, I'm all about peak lapels on mm-hmm. my my suit jackets. Peak lapels or go home. Uh, sometimes I'll even wear, uh, oh, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, ma- I'll pair up my uh, peak lapeled suit jacket with some nice dress pe- slacks. Um, depending on the function, I'll sometimes wear like just a plain t-shirt underneath, like like a dark blue, like paired up with like a black suit jacket and a fedora. And when I say fedora, I mean an actual fedora and not what everyone was calling a fedora 10 years ago, which is a trilby, which is a hat for douchebags. <laughs> Fedoras are actually nice. Like if you want to, and if you're wondering what I mean by an actual fedora, watch any mob movie. That's. Or, or Did you watch... just um actually explain the fedora yep. versus trilby thing? Yes, I did. It took 50 episodes, folks, but we did it. <laughs> No, um, that man, oh, man, the 30s, or even if you were unemployed, you fucking wore a suit. <laughs> you, you went out there. Um, I wore a suit 50 hours per week, so uh, for 10 years. So um, I'm kind of like when I, when I get home or when I'm doing something for fun or recording or whatever, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to wear three layers. I used to do that like all the time, day in and day out, but. Yes, right. there is a difference between looking like a slob and, dude, it's going to be like $200 or $300 for him to hem that fucking like tux now. Yeah. 
because he just like carelessly ripped the sleeves off. Yeah, Unlike, and and if it went outside the seams, right off. That's a thousand bucks, man. Yeah. A uh, quick quick sidebar, folks. One of my favorite uh, Halloween costumes I've ever dressed up in was Dick Tracy a few years ago. So if anyone's curious, I'll I'll share pictures of that on social media. I've always felt like Siege. You are very good at finding, um, like Halloween costumes or like whatever you would be dressing up for that like fit that you can do well. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean that you have the body type for or the jaw structure for or like whatever. And so whenever you've done like the crow or Dick Tracy or Dare, uh, Netflix Daredevil or or Daredevil, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that that's it's it's been it's been really really well done oh thank you so i there, appreciate that <laughs> there yeah. you go yeah have you seen lady glitch have you uh creeped his his instagram <laughs> of course i have several times i even i've never we seen were, even before we were dating i was creeping through his instagram so you're god you're goddamn right <laughs> yes i i think i actually on uh facebook not that i use facebook much but like on Facebook, you can have like spotlight photos on your profile. Um, I think I have like some of my favorite Halloween costumes as most of my spotlight photos. Listeners, I also dressed up as uh, Johnny from The Room in a costume that was very well received, especially considering I carried a football around and wore an oversized like uh, uh, blazer. I want exactly. It's it's <laughs> it's wearing the right level of clothes not fitting. Yeah. <laughs> that off so well oh man yeah i was actually i was at a fan expo vancouver and uh i shit you not like a group of like four dudes at first uh they saw me from behind like carrying the football and they like touched my shoulder and they were like wait are you are you actually tommy wiseau (laughs) i was was gonna say like you probably could have fooled people at a glance yeah yeah, and at first glance, I did fool them, apparently. But then I was like, wait, so I look like a, like, 70-year-old, like, Eastern European vampire who's trying to tell everyone that he's, you know, 25? <laughs> Eastern European from, vampire. From Louisiana. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Oh. oh I, I didn't know that. I didn't know people walked up to you and were like, Tommy, is that you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, it, was the, uh, it was this one group of like four dudes. But I, at that fan expo too, I had like just so many people yelling uh, quotes from the room at me. I was gonna say, I hope you were prepared for people just yelling. So, Mark, <laughs> uh, a very common one was was, uh, "Hey, Tommy Wiseau, did you hit her?" <laughs> and, and I would reply- just, I, I would respond with, "I did not." <laughs> Oh, so you were a good sport about it, even though oh. it happened two dozen times. Oh, of course, yeah. No, I, I, I love, I, I love attention. Oh, that just sounds fun. It, it, we, it sh- was. we should do something like that. Uh, yeah, definitely. But where, where the heck were we? Weddings. Yes. Designers or weddings and a funeral. Um, a renegade not being able to afford the tux he just like destroyed. Yep. <laughs> Oh, right, because um, what is it? Bob comes in and he's like, hey, that'll look great. You know, like as soon as they um, they hem the arms. 
And oh, then Matrix, he, yeah, yeah, he he's like, oh, Matrix, that suit will look great once it's finished. And he looks yeah. at him, he's like, yeah. suit? I'm going to wear my formal guardian suit. I'm wearing my dress uniform. I'm and he's like, you have to look your best. And he's like, how come? And he's like, because you're my best sprite. And it's important. And you see his, his face softens. He's like, best sprite? Like, what? My dude, we are going to get wasted. <laughs> yeah, so he's touched by it. Oh, absolutely. And then Bob hands him a little thingy and says, the duties of the best sprite. He's like, give this a download, homie. So oh. what's happening here? Um, Bob... Bob tells hack and or slash to GTFO for a second. And he tells Matrix that other Bob's not doing so hot. It's like, I'm going to have to tell Dot, maybe call off the wedding. And then Matrix is like, no, I've never seen Sis so happy. Don't tell her. And Mega Bob is like, are you sure we should call off the wedding? And he's like, no, absolutely not. Nothing's going to ruin my sister's big day. And Mega Bob's like, okay. <laughs> as as long as you're sure. As long as you're sure, Matrix. As long as you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> Best buddy. <laughs> and then we, um, we do Yeah, we get a little uh we get a little sci-fi scene with um yeah. fucking gold member. Uh a, if somebody went in and made an atrocity of a creator wrestler in a WWE game, this is this guardian in here, the gold guardian with the white and blue outfit. Mm-hmm. He is a monstrosity to behold. Like if you let your little brother create like his own like wrestler and <laughs> <in>, like <laughs> a creator character mode, this is what you would get. And he named him gold man. There should there be a no... gold man. Thank you. <laughs> There should be a gold man. <laughs> I'm actually not sure off the top of my head which guardian you're talking about. Oh, Turbo is like with a, a medical guardian and he's like pressing buttons and looking at his like vitals. And he tries to inject something in like um yeah, yeah. neck. I, yeah, I do guy. remember that guy. I guess I just wasn't as horrified by him as, well, as he, he he's just forgettable. That's what I mean by yeah, like character yeah, creator. So there's really oh. nothing significant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he's generic looking. Okay, so yeah, I, 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 I thought you meant that he was like some sort of like unholy abomination that like your like dipshit like little cousin or something would make in like WWF SmackDown versus Raw. WWF SmackDown versus Raw. There's like a bald default dude. He didn't change any of the sliders. He just changed the skin tone to gold. And then changed his armor to white and blue. Right. <laughs> That's what that guy is. Uh, uh, I did like that he had four um, sprite icons on his right arm in the shape of a cross. Because he he's a medical sprite. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good catch. Yeah, and their icons are blue and black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, red and, not red and white. Yeah. <laughs> This is the supercomputer, damn it. Oh, that, that's right. <laughs> There's a scene in the, um, a forgettable scene in the uh, diner where the group's all kind of hanging out before the wedding and yeah. Dot's complaining. Dot Not complaining, bragging about like canceling and rescheduling and everything. Mm-hmm. Because Andrea's like, sounds fun. And you know Dot's having a blast with it. 
because she's you know all type a yeah and she's all like oh immensely so she loves planning organizing if something's canceled it doesn't matter she moves things she do 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 like that's her she's in her zone so she's her own wedding planner it's a very season one dot happening here i live for it yeah that's how you get the uh pirates to work for you yeah (laughs) yeah and this is where dot um asks uh matrix to walk her down the aisle it should be dad but because he's not there like she'd be honored if he could do it and he's like, oh, of course. And immediately in my head, I'm like, well, the best man can't walk the bride down the aisle. And so fortunately, the show acknowledges that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a glance between Bob and. So so Bob looks at Mega Bob looks at uh, little Enzo <laughs> and is like, hey, would you be my best sprite? And he's like, sure. Yeah, of course. Love to. So there's and a he, and he, recovery. And, and he, he he looks at. Uh, uh, matrix and like winks at him yeah and and indeed uh, that that was a good interaction like you're gonna help your sister more than yeah you're, yeah. you're gonna be the best man right because it's like who's she gonna ask fong <laughs> right uh, <laughs> specky oh <laughs> <laughs> And so um, it's like, uh, hey, give this a download, little Enzo, because little Enzo is like, oh, yeah, I'll be your best sprite. What's the best sprite? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Matrix gives him the um, uh, the readme file of the mm-hmm. uh, like duties of the, the best man. And so he's like flipping through it and he's like, hey, what's a stag? What's a and stag like party? A, yeah. And uh, we get to see that stag party later. We do. Scene. And it's kind of glorious. I I actually laughed. Um, it's them wearing like children's party hats, hanging out at the diner, eating Jello, <laughs> drinking soda. Yep. Because I mean, like, what other kind of party is a ten-year-old gonna plan for you? Right. And be allowed to, be allowed to plan for you. There we go. Uh huh. Because yeah. even when I was ten, I was like, oh, cool. So like, like strippers and booze like i was aware of that but i wouldn't obviously be allowed to or nor would i have the money or the uh the ability to organize that speaking of strippers and booze uh dot stagette it, oh, now, now, yes. this is this is my kind of party right here yeah uh, the small town binomes dancing for on owl stage hell yeah. yeah yeah the small town binomes are back and they're doing the full monty Yep. Fuck yeah. And the and big shit-eating grins that the three um the three uh main the three, female cast have. The three Man. ladies. Uh hey, have either of you seen the movie The Full Monty? Ooh, yeah, but it, I don't remember it vague. I remember uh, it vaguely. Uh best movie about strippers, in my opinion. It, it was nominated for a shit ton of Oscars in the mid '90s too. Like mm-hmm. I think it came out like '95 or '96. I don't Are think you it think won. it's better than strip tease, which uh, actually isn't about stripping. <laughs> well, I haven't seen Showgirls. I know travesty. Wait, uh, I just confused the two. I meant I meant Showgirls. Strip tease came out at around the same time and that one had Demi Moore in it. And that was part of that weird like phenomenon that you see in movies um uh at many times to- like s- several times throughout the years where it's like one studio will like get a script going 
and like they'll actually like enter production on it and another studio will catch wind of this and they'll be like oh we actually had this script of like oh they're like oh um uh universal's making an asteroid movie uh we've had this script for an asteroid movie that we've just been sitting on for like five years so uh why let, let's do our let's do ours too and see if we can get ours out first and they start production first and yeah yeah um so like that's happened many times over the years so like you got showgirls and striptease came out at around the same time you got um uh armageddon and deep impact came out at around the same time thank you for explaining that that makes so much sense now like another yeah. studio gets wind and they're like hey we've we have this script yeah. And so the copy can actually be released, can start production and filming and wrap up and be released before the the movie it's like based on. Yeah, yeah, and it's um and uh, usually the movies like have nothing to do with one another other than like a similar core concept, but um that's that that that's why that kind of thing has happened and it's happened many times over the years. Transmorphers well, that's a different phenomenon right there. That, that's different. That's different. That, that that is the mockbuster. That uh-huh. is that is a studio, the asylum, intentionally trying to cash in on people being dumb at video stores and not knowing the difference between transmorphers and transformers and hoping to One make would a quick think buck. they would pick it up, look at the picture and go, that's not Bumblebee. Uh, nope, but, uh, and yet, <laughs> and yet, uh, listeners, me and Cal both worked at Blockbuster and I worked at a movie gallery before I worked at Blockbuster when, uh, the whole, uh, the whole mockbuster craze first started. Let me tell you, people fell for that shit. Hook, line and sinker. The number of times I, I would be like, that's that this isn't Transformers. Transformers doesn't come out until like, you know, a month away or two or whatever. And they'll be like, huh? And I'm like, did did you look at the case? I went Did you look into at the back. <laughs> you know, one thing that actually frustrated me though was I went into a Rogers video in uh, 2007, and I was like, "Hey, do you have uh, Transformers the movie on DVD?" And the guy's like, "Oh, it's not out yet, buddy." And I was like, "No, the movie came out in 1986." He's like, "He's like, no, it's in theaters right now." And I'm like, "I'm not talking about the new movie. I'm talking about Transformers the movie from '86." He's like, it's, "It's called the Transformers the movie, bro. It's yeah. the animated." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, no, I don't think we have that. I'm like, well, can you look it up? And he looked it up and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, but it's rented right now. Okay, that's the worst video store customer service I've ever heard of. And I've worked with terrible people at Blockbuster. And the worst isn't that bad. Yeah, this was in the interim between when I worked at when move between when Movie Gallery got shut down and when uh, I worked at Blockbuster. It was less than a year, but um, I, I just couldn't believe. Like, I, I kind of like understood the cynicism that they were like the guy was coming from, having dealt with video store customers myself. But it's like, Fair. no, dude, no, dude. Like, I I told you that i explained to you exactly what i wanted and you were just dismissing it telling me i was wrong but it's like no i i actually know i'm correct about what i'm saying and you were uh anyway uh full yes. monty best stripper movie <laughs> there we go what about the scene with selma hayek from from dusk till dawn that's not where a she's stripper death- movie though where she's deathly afraid of the snake and she had to go through therapy for like six months before filming just so she could Put it on her shoulders. 
Yikes. I recently watched the movie and my my partner was like, does she seem like afraid for her life in the scenes with the snake? And we Googled it and kind of takes the sexiness away when the, the, the stripper suddenly like looks afraid for their life and they completely stop dancing and they slowly lower themselves down onto one knee. Watch for that the next time you watch that movie, listeners. Yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. And keep an eye out for that uh, scenes like that if you're watching Magic Mike or Magic Mike XXL. Are there are there strippers being afraid is kind of my thing. Are you telling me that there's a scene in Magic Mike where they're afraid? Uh, maybe in Magic Mike XXL. I don't know. I haven't seen either of them, actually. Not, neither have I. <laughs> Speaking from real experience in that industry, um, there are times where we get scared. Um, one of them is when all the lights come up in the house and we don't know why. Oh, God. Happened at my second club. It's like lights come Scares up. Scares me. <laughs> yeah. Um, or when your boot comes completely apart when you're doing a spin and trying to land and then you wonder if you snapped your ankle or not. It happened to me. Um, it's like, well, that just happened. So, but yeah, we, we get our moments. Scariness, or when you fall from the pole and when you're in an inversion, you hit your head on the ground. You don't know if you die or not. So, and it sucks because it's like one of those, um, one of those jobs where you like, you immediately need to quickly be like, do I suck it up and just keep going, or do I like well, take care of myself and because exactly. like, I'm not getting health insurance for this shit, you know. Exactly. Like last, like last Saturday, I whacked both of my both of my ankles on the side of the stage, and I'm like, um, did I just break my bones, or is this just gonna bruise over and I get on with my life? So, I think I had enough whiskey that night, just kind of numb the pain. And I just kept going. Luckily, yeah. L- luckily, uh, they were not broken. I assume. No, just pretty bruised. I'll send you a picture later. <laughs> we'll, we'll post it to the Patreon. There, there we go. Watch those <laughs> Patreon numbers go up. Feet picks. When are the sieges feet picks coming? <laughs> I can show everyone my mutant toe, as my ex-wife used to call it. Oh, there, there you go. Additional reasons why. That's weird. In in February, our Patreons went from like <laughs> like six to like sixty. <laughs> I, I listeners, I actually do have a, a weird. It's not my toe; it's my toenail. It's because I had an ingrown toenail when I was uh, younger, and they had to like operate on it. So when my toenail grew back, it like grew back like one like kind of overlapped over the other. It's strange. <laughs> Transmorpher. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens at the strip? the strip club the well mouse and andrea are talking while doc gets pulled up on stage and andrea's like i've never seen dot so happy mouse is like well she deserves she deserves it because she's been through a lot and soon she gets a sock thrown in her nose a sock you say a sock yes she um see uh, i'm not gonna lie when i was watching this earlier i kind of thought it was a condom (laughs) a condom that big (laughs) I, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, well, maybe a condom that I would wear, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a Trojan, only tro- Trojan magnums for me, or go home, ladies and Trojan gentlemen. Trojan magnums barely even like fit. <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> um, barely even like fit. 
Did you know that uh, uh, that is a uh, that is a, a marketing uh, tool? They can sell those for more, even though they're only like five, ten percent bigger. Oh yeah, it's all about that market. They're, sorry, they're longer. <laughs> they're they're oddly longer, but they're only like ten percent like girthier. I um. I had the, 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 this would have been about 15 years ago. I, I hooked up with this girl once that I had met at a club and um, I wasn't the kind of guy who would like go out every night being like, Oh, I'm going out to get laid and get some pussy. <laughs> so I like usually, Thank God. yeah, no, I was never <laughs> one of those guys. So I usually didn't bring like, just have condoms on me. Like, at all times because i that was never that wasn't something that i was like expecting to happen but i ended up hooking up with the, this one chick and all she had at her house were trojan magnums xxls okay. like and she had the like this like basket of like condoms right beside her her bed like on her nightstand and i'm like well this lady fucks a lot <laughs> but it was all like um it was all like Trojan Magnum XXLs. Uh, so, and my my jokes aside about the size of my dick, uh, it is not Trojan Magnum XXL size, as I was, uh, it, as I ended up discovering that night, because these things were, um, well, they 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 I were. I thought you were making that up. There's something called Trojan Magnum XXL. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah, uh, these things were so comically large on me that they slipped right off. But okay, I've got a lot of questions for this lady. Okay. Well, we know she's listening. Yeah. One. What? No, she's, just she's that. not listening. Hundred percent not listening. I don't even those, remember her name. Just that brand. Just that size. Okay. So it's okay. just like okay, I guess she's like looking for like big guys. So does she? rub up a, like does she test people before she brings them home like did, did her did she break up with an ex and it's like well i've got this like drawer full of these and i just i guess i better use them um i i don't know i mean like blowjobs in the back alley would be the way that you could uh test like go for a test oh. run beforehand. <laughs> there you go i that, this, that's this, weird this is becoming a saucy podcast. This I, I know it's becoming it's it's the it's the the, the stagette party going on here. Well, yeah. see, there's something about a sock that I missed here. What what's going on? Mouse <laughs> gets hit in the face with the sock or some textile that's thrown from the stage. Oh, okay. ribbed for her pleasure, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, she gets on stage because one of like the the stripper binomes yeah, pull her up. Her and Mouse like smacks her ass and is like, "Yeah, get up there." So presumably, um, Dot is drunk and she's kind of stripping. Oh yeah, and when okay. I first this fourteen-year-old me, I'm like, "How did they let that Mouse slapping Dot's ass like through in post-production? Like that—that's some good shit right there." Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, so wait a second. So you liked reboot? You liked Dot? How organized Dot was? You liked it when Dot got up on stage. Okay, things are starting to make sense here. <laughs> to be fair, Mouse and Dot are very good role models mm-hmm. to have. They are. I would say Matrix is not, but... I, I would agree with that. 
uh, if uh, his fashion sense, uh, uh, his uh, sense of style at uh, something as important as a wedding ceremony, uh, if that's if that's any indication. That's one of the few times Siege and I are like, you know what? You lose points this time, Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he comes through. At the actual oh, wedding later, he's actually wearing a full suit and mm-hmm. he didn't rip the damn arms off. So somebody pulled him aside and was like, dude, don't look like a slob, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta have the, the tough conversations with him. There's kind of this intimate convo where Megabob um, compliments Cecil. Yeah, because Cecil like, hey. does a job decorating the Great Hall. It's fantastic. And indeed, uh, this could be Odin's Great Hall. It looks so great. It would just oh, need yeah. to be. It would just need to be made entirely of gold. Entirely of gold, um, like a lot more made, and yeah, like, a lot of a lot of tables, a lot of. Uh, unruly and honorable uh vikings all uh sitting around singing songs and uh drinking mead yeah a, a lot of dirty <laughs> a lot of dirty dudes with beards <laughs> yeah uh that 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 would be the, the the golden hall right there yeah cecil would never let them in no so yeah. i like that a bob mega bob forces cecil to take the compliment he's like no cecil I'm being serious and they shake hands and Cecil's kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Thank you. It's a gift. Yeah. Monsieur Bob. And oh, we, this... uh, yeah. Bob's like, Oh, we, we almost kind of had a moment there. Like, you know? did, are we, is there like a it's moment like there? With each Cecil's, other. Cecil's like, yeah, you're right. And mega Bob's immediately like, I don't like it. And Cecil's Pistol. like, me neither. And he turned, they both turned their back to each other. He said, moi aussi. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, moi aussi is me also en français. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm watching it now. Lol. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've, I, I'm Canadian, so I, I've heard. Uh, well, I, I also know people, like, I, I, I know people who will, um, spout out like just french phrases yeah i didn't i don't even register all of like cecil's french stuff because it's also recognizable yeah so when he said that i was like oh yeah it was like ha yeah he was saying yeah me too that's why i just summarized it and yeah yeah. (laughs) like i i didn't even think about it Uh, my my uncle who doesn't even speak french would like say like french little sayings all the time Uh when i get angry at work I, i start spouting off in french to mm-hmm. guess that speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. You know what? Like, it's one of those things where fuck man. Don't be a douche and speak a language that the patrons or or vice versa, um, mm-hmm. the the workers are at. Don't, don't, even if it's like meant well. You just don't. And 90% of the time, it doesn't mean well. They're talking shit behind you. I, I worked at um, hospitality and like, man, the number of times people would be at the front desk and then like turn to the person they're with and like complain about you into their face in another language. And whenever there was someone at the front desk that could like understand it or pick up on it or whatever, and they reply back, it was great. Like the head of housekeeping is like a German lady. And German oh. guys were like, oh, complaining about how like slow and 
mm-hmm. like how um uh what is it like kind of like dim-witted uh like canadians are and they like can't com- compute like complex tasks or whatever and the head of housekeeping is there too like getting some papers for 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 the day and getting me to print some stuff for her and she immediately replies back to them in german and when the stars align like that i'm like and they they left and they they like um they left for like the day and i'm like oh what did they say and what did you say and she is oh. like she was just like oh like i'm sure she responded she's like oh i told him oh he's he's trying his best um but your uh, english isn't that great <laughs> and i'm like oh nice <laughs> i love the head of housekeeping best lady ever anyway sorry my my little rat i love that oh, killer oh, with kindness i love that kill with kindness technique absolutely like every once in a while like, i'll call for a spanish translator like i will make friends with a guest that who, whose english is incredible but also like the dominant language is spanish so we make a rapport i go to another group to you know chat them up see if i can get a dance or whatever and then they start rapidly speaking to me in spanish because i know a couple of like very basic phrases to get me along but if they start speaking rapidly, I'm like, no comprendo, un moment por favor. And I'm like, I got to get a translator. So I call the other guy over and it's like, he's trying to tell me things. Can you please tell me what he's trying to tell me? Because I, I don't get it. Well, that's nice. You got it's, some. Th- this sounds like the the be- the great uh, beginnings of a threesome scenario. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I love that you were like, no comprendo. Um, you could have you hammed it up more and been like, no comprendo, por favor, por favor. Like pull a Hank Hill and <laughs> no, that's or, the no, they... Peggy, Peggy Hill. Yeah, Peggy Hill like <laughs> is the Spanish substitute teacher, but she can't she pronounces everything like a oh yeah red-blooded American, damn it. <laughs> Gosh dang it. So what happens here? Glitch Bob dies? No, we're Pirates in Glitch... come to the wedding. Oh, what are we? <laughs> We are swimming in the subconscious and he's staring up at Glitch, his actual key tool. And he looks at himself and he's like, am I real or am I just the copy? Yeah, he's in he's in the conduit on the um, on the computer of the Nebuchadnezzar. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Matrix, uh, specifically the Matrix one. That's what it looks like. The the, just like the white void. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Morpheus pulls him into the uh, the construct. Yeah, just yeah. To, sh- to give them the rundown of the history and the viewer of the history of Earth, and yeah, and then later, is. and then later on when uh, Neo and Trinity like go into the construct to I need uh, guns, guns, lots of guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's on a bed, and there's a giant ass like fucking glitch above him. Mm-hmm. That's trippy. And, and the the glitch like breaks apart, if I recall correctly, and it turns into all of the all of the Guardians' key tools. What the? F- yeah, yeah, and uh, outside of his body, like he he seemingly dies, and so uh, 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 create a wrestler medic <laughs> uh, is like, oh, uh, well, he he's gone. There's nothing. Uh, we did all we could for him. He's dead, Jim. And Turbo is just like, I oh, know, son. I know we you did everything you could. Well, <clears throat> waste not, want not, throw his body in the trash compactor. <laughs> uh, um, but then he, like, starts glowing, and uh, the 
out from out of his body, the shell emerge like the um, all of the the guardian key tools, and they spray this like light on him and. Uh, the, after the she- he's pronounced dead. After he's pronounced dead, but now he he's back to life, and we we see him back in his uh, in his like web degraded version of his uniform. Yeah, and um, Turbo's like, "By God, it's a miracle!" And um, Copeland's Copeland, you're back. Copeland like, whips over and goes back to his arm because they've yeah. been missing the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And while all that's going on behind the scenes, we cut back to the Great Hall where all of our guests are coming in for the wedding. Pirates are here. Mr. Christopher is here. <laughs> um, but Oh, there's a scene that we missed, actually, where um, uh, oh, uh, Fong and Enzo are uh, talking to are talking about uh, uh, Nullman, the, the null oh, of yeah. Nullman Matrix. Right, and he touches it. <laughs> Little Enzo touches it, it shocks him, like nulls have been seen to do. But something happens with his icon. Yeah, his icon goes back to normal. So whatever Hexadecimal did, imprinted into his icon, it transferred to the null of Wellman Matrix and actually like gave him his uh, consciousness back and allowed him to communicate as a null. And so and I was seen, I was wrong. He was last... able to do that because of Hex. Yeah, so that's... yeah. So I was wrong last week. I I referenced him being a, like a null as a head in a mech suit. Um, that was actually in this episode. I was just like misremembering like where that right. actually happened. Well, he was um the um he was a bunch of nulls like ballooned together. He he was yeah yeah yeah. Like but a, now like... it's just the single null. Yeah yeah. Um, and uh, he gets to walk out down the aisle. He gets to walk out down the aisle it's at weird. the wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, he's in this mech suit that looks like it has a um, uh, a transformer spark right in the middle of it. Oh shit! That is absolutely a spark. It looks like a spark from Beast Wars. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, little Enzo's hair is combed. He's looking a little bondish. Yeah, uh, like in season three. I was going to say, like, we, yeah, we, we've the, seen that before. The only unrealistic thing I would say about this is that the uh, Andrea and um, Mouse's bridesmaids gowns uh, aren't hideous. <laughs> no, and they're actually in each other's colors. So. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, wearing they, like the pastel pink and Mouse was, is wearing the teal. I, I was, and I, and I was also going to say they don't match. So right. that's, an, that's another uh, faux pas. They match I, in style, though, but not color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it get... more. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was uh, just saying I like it more. Uh, something I want to point out while uh, Dot is walking down the aisle, we get some music that is undoubtedly uh, some wedding type music that is undoubtedly uh, composed by a friend of the show, Bob Buckley. Mm. And I love the variation of this music because he takes the, the bridal chorus from um, Wagner's Lohengrin opera from 1850 and we all know this is the here comes the bride theme but it's a variation thereof you can hear the here comes the bride and then it goes into a melodic spin on it and then it's it keeps a little re- bit off yeah well, but I think something, it's, go ahead. something i was going to point out is um 
Uh, Here Comes the Bride is actually not a public domain piece of music, much like the Happy Birthday music. Somebody mm -hmm. owns that shit. That's why in a lot of uh, movies and TVs, you hear people uh, saying like variations, like do variations of Here Comes the Bride or variations of the Happy oh. Birthday song. It's a way of like, you know what they're like, what it's evoking, but it's a way that they don't have to pay royalties. Yeah. You both, uh, yeah, you both just taught me something there. Uh, I, I learned that in school. <laughs> huh. That makes sense. Um, I think that's dumb that mm -hmm. somebody owns it or a company or a, a family or whatever owns it. But now I, I get why it's always off a little. Yeah. And why Bob Buckley had to do the, um, the, his little uh, variant mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. But I enjoy the, the, what he's composed for this. Yeah. I, now that you pointed it, it out, I'm like re-listening yeah, to it. It's beautiful. Good for him. He he is a man of many colors. Yes, he is, Mister Buckley. He can do everything. Like if you've watched if you've watched Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and Reboot, man oh man, he he can do everything. And Shadow Raiders, for that matter. Oh yeah, shit. Oh well, yeah. The Shadow Raiders intro is like one of your uh, one one of the ones you're most hyped for. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, theme songs to a show. Man, when we when we uh, interviewed him on uh, for episode forty three of the podcast, like that, the little anecdote about the flute, like that was great. I I oh, was yeah. not I was not expecting like going into that interview. I was not expecting like to find out shit like that. And he even like reaches over and grab. Yeah, I I love yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's less like, li hey, li peaceful listener. flute music. <laughs> Uh, listeners, uh, if you haven't listened to or watched, listen to or watched uh, episode 43 of Alphanumeric, I implore you to go do that because it's a really good and really good and lengthy interview that we did with uh, Bob Buckley, the guy behind the music of all of the mainframe shows at the time. Well, a number of exclusive like Intel was uh, was explored there. I mean, like he gifted us um, and the world his unreleased reboot. It Soundtrack. soundtrack yeah yeah with his original uh compositions which i am like i'm almost 100 percent sure has never been has touched the face of the internet so no i th no i think um me putting them on the youtube the laser comb youtube channel i i think that might be the literally the only way for the masses to actually listen to until it like, inevitably gets ripped and uh listen to like high quality uh like cd quality music from the show uh that's completely isolated it's just the music it's not like ripped from the show and longer or anything like compositions that. of mm -hmm. like yeah. iconic uh and he, music. And he gushed about how he wanted that to be like his baby project and be totally i would public. too man oh, yeah. it's like he assembles that and then it do doesn't get released and it was to him it was more important to that it's heard and that fans like listen to it. So, right. I was rad. That, more than the in, inside scoop, it, it was just actually really cool of him. Like he, yeah. he's, he's a super, super cool dude. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of super cool dudes. Uh, so the wedding <laughs> ceremony uh, gets underway. And the thing that we predicted last week that was going to happen uh, happens uh i object 
So yeah, he yeah, so they during the ceremony, like Fong, Fong is uh, the one is the officiate. Uh, Fong is um, is like, oh yeah. So if anyone knows any reason why these two can't be married, and then through a portal from the supercomputer, outsteps uh, uh, Cheetor Bob, and he's like, I I object. Dot, I love you. You can't do this. And she's and Mega like, Bob is like, get out of here, copy. Punches him. In the face. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. He's like, man, man, I've had enough of this guy, and just fucking punches him. And I'm like, that's not very Bob-like. If anybody was questioned, you fakey, you fakey McFaker, fake phony. He's a big fat phony. <laughs> He's a fake. Fake. I do and um, the, the sun came up without him. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a very subtle reference to uh, the movie Rockadoodle right there. <laughs> <laughs> but the sun came up without him. Uh, wow. Uh, You're we, a phony. We, He's a fake. Get out of here, Chanticleer. Um, oh, man. We're back references. Rockadoodle do references. We got it all, folks. Uh, so what happens is glitch. Dot breaks them up, and she's like, "Hey, literally the worst time for this to happen. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. And glitch goes over to Mega Mega Bob, and um, Glitch Bob is well, like, "Oh, well." And Enzo is like not understanding what's going on. He Enzo is like, "But sis, he's the, he must be the real one. He's got glitch." And Dot, like to her credit, like I actually I, I like this. She's like you know what it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that that he's not the real one and like no i i appreciate the sentiment that like she doesn't yeah. care like this is the bob she's decided she wants to be with and like it doesn't matter if he's real or not i'm like you know what good on you dot although this one's this bob's kind of a dick so i don't know what yeah anyway and we just saw him punch cheetor bob and that That's was not the bob that you would have that, in love with yeah that that doesn't raise any red red flags with you dot like come on and the final and like she, nail go ahead is cheetor bob's like going back up the aisle he looks back and the puppy eyes that he gives of just rejection and sadness like tears me apart it's like <sighs> and when that happens uh it's because glitch leaves him and mm-hmm. goes to og bob <laughs> abandons me like and he's like he's like i i guess that decides it then i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm the copy copy. but we we see on glitch and also like glitch has been upgraded which is a thing that um the creator wrestler mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like oh bob bob's fine and glitch has been upgraded so glitch uh actually looks different now and and isn't broken anymore Mm -hmm. it took three seasons but <laughs> yeah he looks he looks a lot sleeker like he looks like a, a piece of tech from 2001 <laughs> rather than 1994 yeah yeah and uh but glitch is uh glitch is doing something there yeah we see the um like the the code uh the uh, code transfer all thing that we've seen key tools do in previous episodes mm-hmm. yep and then uh it actually jumps away from them before they both get to say "I do." Yeah, uh, it it uh, it doesn't seem to like this Bob very much because, like Bob, 
like starts like writhing, like yelling in pain and like grasping his forearm because uh, this this gl this uh, glitch is not interacting with this uh, that the, the uh, code transferal isn't going the way that it should. Um, okay, so it's writhing in pain. So the glitch is doing something to him. And so we see uh, on the uh, uh, on glitch's little screen, uh, it's actually taking code away from this Bob. And transferring it to glitch Bob or a uh, web web writer. Well, yeah, it, it takes code from this Bob and stores it. And then it leaves this Bob and goes back to um, Cheetor Bob. And then uh, the code transferal happens uh, again. And we see it's like giving code to Cheetor Bob. And he turns and, back to OG Bob. And he gets reformatted back into the Bob we all know and love. You know who else gets reformatted? Uh, Mega Bob. Mega Bob. Yeah, and so he like starts like going ape shit and then morphs, and we get to see a like very upgraded and slightly web degraded and more monstrous Bestial? looking monstrous Bestial, uh looking version of Megabyte. And I remember when I first saw this, I thought this was like the hypest shit ever. I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> this is like. It's Webbyte. Yeah. This this is like the most like badass looking version of Megabyte we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel now? Uh, I feel the I feel the exact same way. I love. There it. we go. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like melty and degraded too, but like you said, like more monstrous, bestial, and uh, well, and he the, seems the scarier, right? Yeah, and the like. Uh, it wasn't until I was watching it today that I I actually really noticed the like the. The, the web degradation on him. Yeah, around here and his like jawline is mm -hmm. almost like a melted metal effect. He, yeah, he looks like he's been burned and like slightly melted. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. I really like it. He's spooky. Yeah. And, uh, and... Dot is uh, uh, utterly horrified, as you can possibly imagine. Right. And I, I like how Megabyte is just very casually like, hmm, well, it seems my charade is at an end. Classic <laughs> Tony J. Missed that voice. And uh, Mouse is like, oh, man, dang this dress. There's no space for a katana. Like, well, she says it more Southern. There's no space for a katana. And I'm mm -hmm. like, amazing. Yeah. And uh, Megabyte and Bob have a pretty fucking hype and pretty, pretty fucking hype battle. Say what you want about season four. This is the best choreographed. Oh, man. This is what you wanted a fight between mm -hmm. Bob and Megabyte to feel like. Yeah. They've had like, hype fights, but like not like this, man. Like this Marvel movie production. <laughs> wanted, yeah, in, in, um, in Showdown in season three, but we never really got it but now we're getting it now so i don't know that fight but that fist fight between uh uh matrix and uh megabyte in season three was pretty hype i dig i i dig that this is as good maybe better than it Th this uh, is this is more of a superhero close. this is more of a superhero versus supervillain fight yes <laughs> i love how bob makes like a wall out of the pipe organ that megabyte throws him through and yeah. it's old and it glows. Oh, and yeah. Just, yeah. 
I, Man, I like, that's a hype fight. I like when Megabyte grabs Bob and is like just starts running and fucking battering rams him they, through the pillars. <laughs> through the pillars, yeah. That that's the very superhero and supervillain moment. And like uh, you said, Lady Glitch like makes like the shield out of the the, mm-hmm. the pipes from the organ. Yeah. But yeah, bla- bashing Bob through like the thick marble columns. Yeah. Like and Bob's fine after that. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> go bob um and he does like a somersault by like spiking off the ground and he slams like megabyte like this is a slobber knocker mm-hmm. and uh hack and or slash are like what wait a second like who do we help uh, i don't know i'm confused and i'm like wait you guys have been good guys that haven't worked for megabyte for a long time you abandoned him like long ago why would you be yeah, but he now good guys. Now he's back and he is mega powerful. So I, I can see why they they might be a little afraid to to uh, might be a little conflicted because they're like, oh well, you know the well look how cool he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of hack and or slash, uh, one like little bit is when before the um as the the ceremony was just about to get started, like they were the ushers of the wedding and they were seating people and the the three of the crew members of the saucy mare show up and they're like oh friends of the bride or the groom and they're like uh both and they're like oh well uh do they do they sit which side do they sit on do they do they sit in the middle in the aisle okay let let us show you to your um floor (laughs) they're like no thanks we'll seat ourselves right right (laughs) Uh, I was just reminded of that. It was it, that that was a little the let let us see you to your uh, your your floor. That is an example of like a throwaway that, line, that throwaway joke that uh, I find really funny. Sometimes the um, the best comedy is in the like the minutia, yeah. and how good an entire episode might be might just be sitting on the writer's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happens here? They they throw each other through walls. Uh, they end up almost outside. kill each other. They end up outside, and then eventually Bob is like, "Why did you do it?" And, <laughs> and what does what does Megabyte say? He's like, "It amused me. It amused me." And I'm like, "I love it. You, you, you magnificent bastard. You son of a bitch. You, you son were of fuck, a bitch. You son of a bitch. You were gonna fucked up before I was." Can you imagine? Just, literally just for the lols. For the lols. <laughs> uh, uh, Man, that it, was a long-ass charade. <laughs> Damn. He, he was playing the long game, and he was going to be giving Dot some of the long long game later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, well, so, there's a line that's like uh, when they're fighting and Megabyte dusts himself off and he's like you're much more powerful than when we last met and bob's like i've been working out which (laughs) i like that that is a c that is an og season one that is a og bob comeback right there that's how we know it's it's that's how we know this 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 is the this is the real bob back back in black so to that is very season one humor i've been working out (laughs) <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. 
And what happens here? He kind of just like, does he actually, does he go and molest Dodd or did I imagine that? No, he runs up to her and he gives, he forces a kiss on her, but then he, he goes back inside the principal office and. It was he, me, Megabyte. <laughs> he, he, he like loop, he sees um, Specky, Scotty himself. Uh, and like looms over him and the camera like cuts away. And then we we see like Scotty like run out from behind um uh the seats in the 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 church. Right, because church. he tells everyone else, run while you can. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he being everyone run? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, it's like they've been so in such peaceful times lately that they forgot what it's like to fear for their lives. So Specky, so Specky then runs out in terror after the camera like cuts away, um, and uh, the gang like goes back in inside the church and mm-hmm. they they find uh, Specky and are like, oh. oh, we we found him, uh, oh, and someone is like, oh, well, I just saw him outside. Oh, and- right. Be- Sorry. Yeah. Is this um, when like just Ma- Matrix and. Bob go back inside after like a like cross country missile cross country summoning like Mjolnir like Matrix summons oh, his right. gun yeah. all the way yeah, across yeah. Made, just like holding out his like hand until he catches his gun I I almost forgot he could do that so I was like what the fuck is happening and I'm like right he has this like eye mm-hmm. connection to his gun we haven't seen him in a long time I love when he grabs gun and then he looks at Bob and he's like Bob welcome home Fuck yeah. Let's Good go. Line. Let's go hunt a virus. Lock yes. and load. I was pretty hype when they like walk in. Like fucking Matrix in his suit. And yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, you were saying. So uh so yeah, so someone mentions that, oh, I I but Specky's already outside. I just saw him. And uh Specky inside like wakes up and He's like, oh, is he is he gone? And Bob's like, Bob has this realization. He's like, that motherfucker, he's become a Trojan horse virus. He can shapeshift. Shit. And Doc's like, how? Like, how are we going to catch it? Like, what? How are we going to get him? And the episode ends with Bob being like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> What are you asking me for? <laughs> I just got back. <laughs> and she's like, well, oh, at least I, I'm glad I stopped the wedding before you two consummated it. And Dot's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were saving it for marriage. They undoubtedly boned before this. So imagine what kind of trauma Dot is going to be uh is gonna have to live with for the rest of her life knowing that she got nailed by megabyte i was making a joke but you're thinking you're thinking you're thinking oh, yeah oh a hundred percent yeah 110 percent before she, she took even that, got it. she took that mega cock <laughs> she was like why is the head red and the shaft is blue and he's like don't worry about it <laughs> Listen, baby, this it's is just a my spicy it's just, episode. It, it's just my Trojan uh, Magnum XXL. Cult, so. <laughs> there we go. Full circle. <laughs> Don't worry about it. 
Uh, and uh, that's 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 a wrap, folks. That's the episode. Yeah. Except for here on Alphanumeric, we rate our episodes on a four-tier rating system. From so I can remember this because I can never remember it week to week. Um, this is bad, very bad. So I don't think so. Did I have that in reverse? No, nope, you're good. No, you're doing good. No, you you were counting, so I didn't know if I fucked it up. Or no, I, I'm counting along to the to the <laughs> okay. tears, the tears from worst to best. Thank you. And then a um, number th- number two is fuck. You already said number two. No, I didn't. Oh no, I'm going four, three, two, one. All right, restart. Thank you. I'm sorry. Movie magic. <laughs> yes, movie magic. Take two. All right, here on Alphanumeric, we rate our episodes on a four-tier rating system from worst to best, starting with, this is bad, very bad, to, I don't think so, to, that was easy enough. And at the top, we have Alphanumeric. So, gents, let's start with you, NeoCal. What would you like to rate Nelbot of the Brad? I thought this was great. Alphanumeric. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's usually follow up, but I I don't know. It's good. Okay. Yeah, there's Uh, like action. There's a wedding. There's representation. There's punching. We get to make a lot of spicy commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Alphanumeric. Uh, This is also getting an alphanumeric from me. This this is undoubtedly the best episode of season four. Um, uh, uh, This. If we uh, like ramble off a list uh, at the end of this podcast of our favorite episodes, top to bottom, this will definitely be in my top ten. Uh, I think this episode's great. Uh, I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I I love weddings. Um, I really enjoyed this wedding. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, lots of like little comedic bits that I found really amusing. Uh, I. The fight at the end was great. The reveal of Megabyte was fucking hype. It, it was decent. Oh, and it wrap. I forgot. It actually wraps up like three things. Enzo's icon. Yeah. The problem with Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like glitch Bob. And um, uh, like the whole uh, who, who's the real Bob thing. So, like, thank you, episode, for finally wrapping up, like, some questions. Don't get too excited about things being wrapped up, though. Is there a Magnum XXL (laughs) (laughs) joke in here coming? Uh, There just might be. Um, We'll, 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 um, we'll, we'll get out the lube next week is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, big, big ass, um, a big ass bareback alphanumeric from me. All right, and I'm also going to round out the ratings with an alphanumeric of my own. Very all much right. what you guys have all said. Like this is just a bomb ass episode, so everything just kind of works. It still leaves questions to be answered in the in the next episode, and just fantastic watch. I was entertained. Then it's unanimous. Woo! Excellent. Is this the first unanimous alphanumeric rating of season four? Of season four, yes, because we have done um, that was easy enough as a as a group rating. Yeah, I think Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'll 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 uh, 
give a look over the or listeners you can just look over the episode descriptions because i always put the ratings in there mm-hmm. uh, so go and check that out uh speaking of going and checking things out that was uh number 50 episode 50 of alphanumeric big my big ass milestone episode 50 oh. we did it it's our golden at- episode how many podcasts can say that they made it to, to 50 episodes? Lots of them. But how many indie podcasts can say that they have made it to 50 episodes? I uh, heard somewhere a little while ago that the average uh, indie podcast uh, uh, fizzles out after three episodes. So here It we seems are. like a hot idea until you realize that... Um, that it takes effort. That it takes effort and... Dedication. Time. And time and you know what sometimes you even have to watch the episode you're reviewing sometimes yeah i mean uh not uh, uh not the, to air the, my dirty the, <laughs> i mean to to some people that, that having actually having to watch an episode that you're going to be talking about and reviewing on a podcast watching it beforehand some people to some people that is a bewildering concept you're asking too much, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, 20, 22, that's 22 minutes uh, uh, too much of someone's time. That's too much. <laughs> uh, best way to support the show, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. Talked about preamble. Uh, $5 a month gets you preamble audio from each and every week from this uh, too much energy on our beast wars podcast the laser comb podcast and if we do commentary tracks sometimes they're always preamble for that too but you're getting hours each and every week of us kind of just shooting the shit talking about this that or the other thing before we start uh uh getting becoming serious business and talking about uh trojan magnum xxl condoms on air um you you also <laughs> you also <laughs> Also at the $5 tier, you get our uh, monthly-ish movie commentary track, Too Much Commentary. Uh, There's six of those out now. Four of them are dedicated to Matrix movies. Uh, There's also a new show that we launched recently. It's only got one episode out so far, but we'll we'll do another one this week called What Are You Watching? Kind of just a show. It's a spinoff of the preamble where we just talk about what stuff we've been watching week in and week out. I have things to talk about next time we record. Because uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff in the past few days, including a show that me and Cal are both fond of that recently just wrapped its first season. Yeah, we've we've held off on yeah talking too much about that, so we're gonna yeah. let loose. Uh, the ten dollar tier on Patreon gets you all of that. Also, gets you our weekly ish it might be moving to bi-weekly soon because we've only been doing it once every couple of weeks for the past like month or two now um uh laser comb tonight news and current events also at the ten dollar tier i mentioned the laser comb podcast which is a podcast where me and cal basically do what we just did here but about a random truly random episode of a tv show um and if you're a ten dollar patron you get to pick a tv show for us to do that about so if you want to get in on that patreon is the place to do it patreon.com slash lasercomb 
Uh, on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, once again. Or you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show proper at alphanumeric pod, or you can follow me at lasercomb for the third and final time, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Lady Glitch, they can follow you at... Lady Glitch 619 and cal they can follow you at follow me on the twitter at neocal n-e-o underscore k-a-l we will be back next week with episode 51 of alphanumeric where we will be talking about the final episode of reboot crouching binome hidden virus um that 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 episode title kind of makes me cringe a little bit it makes it kind of makes me roll kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit are they going to be stealing the emerald destiny uh, emerald dream what's the magic sword in that movie (laughs) i don't know i saw it once like in 2005 (laughs) (laughs) uh so keep an eye out for that uh and until then uh, we're gonna get out of here so i (laughs) have been the siege one of your hosts and i bet i i've been neocal (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's Neil Cow. I'm Lady Glitch. And until next time. And stay frosty. Here the comes the bride. Here comes the bride. Swear to God. <laughs> Dooby dooby do 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 do. There we're we gonna, go. Royalty gonna, free. Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna get hit by YouTube's copyright cops for that. <laughs> I went off so far off that there's no way that could accidentally be misconstrued for someone being in tune. (laughs) Never underestimate the power of the algorithm, son. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.